It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey there. Happy Wednesday, everybody. 15th day of November 2023. It is indeed the Dan Grosser Show right here on 98.7 ESPN, albeit an abbreviated version, though, at 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number we're taking in just for 30 minutes. And then we got Knicks basketball, game two of their five-game road trip. They're down in Atlanta to see if they can get their second win of the season in the Hawks home gym. No R.J. Barrett again. We got that word a little while ago from Coach Tom Thibodeau. Still plagued by the migraines that kept him out of the lineup on Monday night against the Boston Celtics. So the Knicks are going to have to go without their leading scorer. And they haven't won a game yet this season that R.J. Barrett has missed. 0-3 without his services. So we'll see how they fare a little bit later on. But, hey, you know how we do it with these short shows. Light them up, rapid fire. We're going to get to as many phone calls as possible at 800-919-3776. And we're going to probably keep it to football more often than not here tonight because today everybody was back to work in the NFL, getting ready for this weekend's slate of games. And the Jets no different, of course. And this is a big one for them coming up in Buffalo. And I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to sit here and talk about it being a big game for the Jets the remainder of this season because if they don't start winning some of these games, well, then the games are going to have zero sort of consequences, period. But where you look at the Buffalo Bills are right now, and you know that they're a team in somewhat turmoil, having fired their offensive coordinator, playing sloppy football, losers of four out of their last six, they're five and five. Jets at four and five, you could make a strong case that given the landscape of the rest of the AFC right now and how everybody is kind of just jumbled together, the loser of this game might be left without a seat if this was a game of musical chairs, if you're talking about the playoffs. Because take it, look at it from Buffalo's standpoint. If the Jets go up to Buffalo and beat them this week, they fall to 5-6, and six, and they're going to lose the head-to-head tiebreaker with the Jets because the Jets will have swept the season series. Jets, on the other hand, you lose in Buffalo, you're 4-6, and six, that's another conference loss for you. Their conference record would drop to two and five. Buffaloes would drop to two and six, by the way, which would be unbelievably difficult to try to overcome. So this is a huge, huge football game for both of these teams, and we'll see which one is going to be able to go out there and get the better of the other. Now, look, I think it's a winnable game for the Jets. Obviously, they're not a favorite going up there because they haven't shown anything the last two weeks what would warrant them to be a favorite going into a hostile place to play like Buffalo because the offensive struggles being what they are. And this team has to get it together quickly because their season could be slipping away. And all this talk, and we've discussed a lot over the last couple of days here, all this talk potentially about Aaron Rodgers coming back and mid-December and the target dates and everything that they're talking about, that means absolutely nothing if the Jets are going to have nothing to play for in four or five weeks down the road, right? You have to start winning football games. And a lot was made yesterday about the decision that they made to release Michael Carter, the running back. And he was recently picked up here on waivers by the Arizona Cardinals. So he's going to get a shot out there in the desert to try to restart his career. And you wish him well. He's a good dude. He really is Michael Carter. And look, things just didn't work out here for him. But 
it did kind of resonate a little bit in that locker room. I was there today, and he was a very popular player. He was well-liked. And so maybe, just maybe, in addition to the football side of things, and it's no secret that they want to get Izzy Abanaconda on the field, and he hasn't had an opportunity to get any action this year on game days because he got caught up in a numbers game. So now this frees up a spot on game days for Izzy to be activated, get that speed into the lineup, and see if he could take advantage of it. Michael Carter, the reps that he was getting this year, he wasn't really necessarily adding much. So twofold, you maybe get some guy on the field that could help you win games and maybe help revive this offense a little. And then on the other hand, you are kind of maybe sending a message a little bit. Right? You're letting everybody be on alert saying, hey, you don't produce – You don't go out there and do what they're asking you to do. These are potentially the consequences because you start have to start holding players accountable. Now, Robert Sala talked about that earlier today in his press conference and said that there's going to be some other lineup changes for Sunday without getting into specifics. You know, the tight end position, I think, was brought up. And I think that it goes without saying they need to find a way to get Jeremy Ruckert some more snaps. Right. This is somebody that has to get on the field because when given the opportunity this year, he's shown that he can produce both in the passing game, both in the run game. He's their best blocking tight end. you got to get him on the field, but it's going to have to come at the expense of somebody. And it's well documented, the struggles that C.J. Uzama's had much of the season, and specifically the last couple of weeks. You know, the costly holding penalties, the drop passes, and so it's going to have to come at the expense of somebody, and that would be the most likely candidate. But can they go up there and win this game on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I think they can. It's the NFL. And this Buffalo team is not the juggernaut that we thought that they were, let's say, a couple of years ago, right? A lot has happened since then. I mean, think about the games that they've lost already this year. As I said, they've lost four to their last six games. They could have easily lost all six of them. The Giants went up there with a million injuries and a million excuses and very easily could have won that football game, right? The other game that they somehow won, that Tampa Bay game on that Thursday night, I mean, That play could have been decided, or the game could have been decided there at the very end on that Hail Mary pass. If Godwin turns around, nobody was around him. Bills lose the game. They let Tampa Bay hung around way too long in that contest. So, yeah, if the Jets go up there and do what they're supposed to do, play like they're capable of, then you know what? They could win this game. But the offense has to start converting. And you have to take advantage of the opportunities that they give you. You can't ask for anything more than this defense has given them. Aside from them literally taking the football away and then running it back into the end zone to get touchdowns of their own, I mean, that's basically it right now. That's what the defense, you need them to do because the offense is just something that isn't reliable enough as of this moment. And it's not supposed to be easy this time of year, right? Games like this, they're supposed to be difficult. This is where you separate the pretenders from the contenders. And that's why I really and truly believe that this is essentially an elimination game coming up this week. The loser, you can pretty much kiss away any chance that you have of making the postseason. And I know there's a little bit of uncertainty here because, you know, Buffalo decided to make some change of their own. They fired Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator. So now you got Joe Brady, who's going to be calling plays in this game on Sunday. And there's, you know, a little bit of ambiguity as to what things are going to look like for the Buffalo Bills, right? What type of looks are you going to get? I was talking to a couple of guys about that today. And look, unscouted looks, that happens each and every week when you step out on the field. You can only watch so much film, and the film is only going to be able to tell you so much because you know that there are some teams that are going to keep a few surprises 
tucked away that they're not going to showcase on game day. Case in point, I mean, look at the Jets. Right, the game Sunday night out in, in Las Vegas against the Raiders, that trick play that they used with Garrett Wilson there at the very end, which you know was just an errant throw there to Alan Lazard, you haven't seen that one dialed up. So they were kind of saving that one for the right moment, and it almost popped. I'm sure that Buffalo has some things lying around that the Jets or any other team hasn't seen yet. As far as tendencies go, I don't think that there's going to be too much deviation from the way the Bills run their offense with Josh Allen. The only thing that I could maybe think of with a new play caller is perhaps, perhaps, you start to see Josh Allen get out a little bit more on these design runs. Because if you look at it statistically, those have been down a peg from the past couple of seasons. Certainly more from when Brian Dayball was there a couple of years ago running that offense, and they had a tremendous amount of success. Probably the best that we've seen of the Buffalo Bills offense and of Josh Allen, the quarterback. So there's still work to do here. Is it impossible? Absolutely not. But you got to get your own house in order. And you have to tighten up the things that need tightening. And in this case, with the Jets, it's the offensive execution. It's got to be better. I mean, you know the statistics, right? 11 straight quarters. That, that's almost difficult to comprehend. That in this day and age, in 2023 in the NFL, a team's going to go 11 quarters without scoring a touchdown. The league is catered to points to touchdowns, it's not supposed to be that difficult, but here we are. So you can point the finger at the quarterback, you can point the finger at the play caller, the receivers, the running backs, everybody. And I'll be one, I'll be the one to tell you right here that I think it is a collective situation where everybody has to have their hand in the blame right now. So we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. We'll see how the injury report looks, but This is a big one on Sunday, and it might be the last quote-unquote big one that this team plays this year. You know, all this talk about now you're starting to hear all this stuff about maybe a flex situation in a few weeks when Jets are supposed to play the Houston Texans, and maybe that's a candidate for Monday night football because the Giants and Packers are slated to play that week, and, you know, that's not exactly the best matchup you want to put in prime time. But if that indeed happens, you might be looking at it as – the Texans are the team that they're showcasing, not the Jets. And way back at the beginning of the season, did you ever think that that was even a remote possibility? That they would want to get the Texans in prime time? Well, look how they're playing. Look how the quarterback is playing. It's an exciting team right now. D'Amico Ryan's doing a great job as a first-year head coach. So all that stuff is great, but you got to win football games because this thing is slipping away a little bit faster than probably anybody anticipated. Four and five is not the end of the world. Four and six, however, with the losses that are starting to accumulate for this team, that's a different story. That's probably not something that you want to entertain. As far as the Giants are concerned, well, hey, if it rains and pours, going into Washington this week, right? And now you see that Tommy DeVito was banged up today a little bit, limited in practice, so Matt Barkley got some first-team reps. So, hey, you might even be seeing Matt Barkley. Start a game for the New York football Giants coming up this week. Remember when Matt Barkley was supposed to be like the it thing, and if he came out that one year into the draft, he probably would have been like the number one pick, but he decided to go back to school, had a horrible final season at Southern Cal, and the NFL career never really transpired the way a lot of people thought it was going to. But he might be the quarterback this week. A Matt Barkley-Sam Howell duel down in the nation's capital. Giants commanders. Get your tickets now, baby.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Dan Grossa Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Calling all New York Knicks fans. Knicks Wednesdays on DoorDash are here. That means you can cheer on the Knicks against the Hawks from home with 50% off all the snacks and supplies 
your squad needs. That's 50%. Just use code GONIX right now until midnight on any order, $30 or more, and you can save up to $20 off your order. That's Nick's Wednesdays on DoorDash using code GONIX. Terms apply. Valid today only 4 p.m. to 11.59 p.m. DoorDash, the official partner of the Knicks. Dan Gross' show, a few more minutes here on this Wednesday. Then, of course, we have Knicks basketball for you on 98.7 ESPN. Again, we're waiting official word. Gary Cole's going to be named the Cy Young winner in the American League. Blake Snell won the National League Cy Young, and it's amazing because Blake Snell was a guy, when he won the first Cy Young uh, with Tampa Bay over the American League a handful of years ago, I always thought that he was one of the most, like, would go down as one of the more obscure Cy Young winners in baseball history or recent baseball history. And now, fast forward, Snell's a two-time winner, and he's done it in both leagues, which is a very, very exclusive list. There's now only seven guys that have won it in both leagues, and Blake Snell is one of them. So congratulations to him. And like I said, we'll wait to get the official word on Cole momentarily. Let's go to the phone zone, get as many up as we can. We'll start off with Bobby and Belmore up first here on 98.7 ESPN. Bob, how are you? Hi, Dan. I, I hope Aaron Judge is a better general manager than Rogers and Kevin Durant. Now, I was telling you back in August, okay, he brings his own his gun. No one's blaming Rogers. I mean, I don't hear, I know Wilson's ranked 30th in, every, 30th in every freaking category, and the culture's getting blamed, and he offensive corner. But let's blame Aaron Rodgers. He brings in all this garbage. I was telling you, he dropped a lot of balls in Green Bay. Cobb was an old man. Turner's been terrible in you know in, in preseason. I don't know why the hell they started him against the Chargers instead of Mitchell. I mean, he got destroyed by the by those Bolser and Mack. And Mitchell actually was not playing that bad. He brings in a quarterback for his buddy quarterback to take up a spot. I guess that's a quarterback his buddy could hang out in the quarterback room, you know. And the offensive coordinator, it wasn't Lafour, it wasn't his offense. It was Lafour's offense. I know he did a good job with the Jacksonville quarterback a few years ago, but that was a long time ago. It was six years ago. So, you know, I want to hear people blaming Aaron Rodgers. He came here and brought all this crap, and, you know, and none of it has panned out. And now, you know, he gets hurt. He was 40 years old. I wasn't crazy about the move to begin with because he was age. I didn't think he could hurt four plays into the year. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I mean, it's like Berlin and Scherz. I mean, I was just worried about what was going on with with anybody. He actually brought a lot of crap. I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. He kind of ruined the season himself. Well, I mean, Bobby, we've talked about it, and I thank you for the phone call. But, every, look, everything you said, you're not far off. You're not. You know, if you want to talk about now, look, I don't think Aaron Rodgers necessarily, you know, held their feet to the fire and said, you must bring in this guy. You must bring. Remember, Odell Beckham Jr. was on that list, and it didn't happen. Odell decided to go someplace else, and he hasn't exactly lit the world on fire yet for Baltimore. But, no, the guys that Aaron Rodgers has had relationships with that are now Jets, no, they have not made the contribution that many thought they would. You know, Billy Turner, as you said, was a guy who was expected to be a swing tackle, but because of injuries, he's been pressed into duty, and he struggled, especially in that game against the Chargers on Monday night. That's no secret. You know, Randall Cobb is somebody who Rodgers is extremely close to. I think that Cobb was somebody who um, could serve a role on this football team, and it just hasn't worked out. You know, he got dinged up a little bit there with the shoulder, and now that he's, I guess, healthy and able enough to go, he's been a healthy scratch. He hasn't even been on the field. And Xavier Gibson, the emergence of him, you know, he's kind of taken over that slot receiver type role, which that's what you hope for in any football team when you're building a program. You want to see the young players that you bring in, give them an opportunity, and you want to see them take advantage of it because those are going to be the guys that you're going to ride with for years to come, you hope, right? 
But it hasn't worked out. And Alan Lazard, look, I, I, I think a lot of people were probably expecting a little bit more. They gave him $44 million. And has he produced up to that level yet? No, he has not. He'll be the first one to tell you that, too. Right? He's an accountable guy. He knows what the score is here. And that's why I think collectively, not just those players that we talked about there, everybody could look themselves in the mirror and say, what can I do better? It's not just one guy, two guys that have to up their play for this season to turn around and get back on track. No, everybody in that room has to ask themselves, ask themselves what they can do better. Because it's not just going to be one person that turns this thing around. It's not. And that's why, you know, we were even throwing it around. Let's say Aaron Rodgers never got hurt. With the way things have been going for this team and all the other things they need cleaning up, realistically, what would their record be right now? Would it be that much better than four and five? I think it would be a winning record. But dramatically? Are we talking about a team that's seven and two and eight and one? I'm not sure about that. Because I still think there are some maybe deficient areas with this team that need cleaning up, and you would hope by the time you get nine, ten games into the season that that would find a way to rectify itself, and it hasn't. And I don't know the presence of just one veteran quarterback, even though he's someone who knows this offense inside and out, would translate down to everybody else. I, I, I just don't necessarily believe it. So, like I said, it's not just one guy that's going to be able to fix this thing or would be responsible for fixing this entire thing. Matt is in New Jersey. He's up next here on 98.7. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking the call. What's you up, know, Matt? I, I wanted to make... I've wanted to make this point all season, and, and I haven't heard a single person talk about this. People are forgetting Zach Wilson's dead cap hit. If they cut him, they still were on the hook for $9 million. On top of that, whether if they kept him or not, he was getting paid $9 million. The Jets weren't going to commit $15 million to the backup quarterback position. And not only that, they couldn't do it because until Aaron Rodgers gave the money back, they had no idea what kind of cap space they were going to have for that position anyway. Zach, they had some, they Zach, had some cap space available. I don't remember necessarily in the offseason at that point in time uh, the way things stood. But And by the way, Garrett Cole wins unanimously, by the way, the Cy Young Award. So good for him, well-deserved. Um, and Matt, thanks a lot for the phone call. Look, we, we talked about it on the show last night, right? How much you're willing to allocate is one thing. But on the other hand, how many players are necessarily just going to take your money and your advances and say, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just go there and hold a clipboard? and not play because any look you're not going to offer a crazy amount of money for a quarterback to come in and be a backup if you don't think that he's good enough and he's not capable that would be throwing money out the window and any guy who thinks that hey i'm pretty good i'm a competitor i can play in this league hell i think i should be starting in this league i don't think that there were going to be too many people lining up to go sit there and play second fiddle to somebody like aaron Rodgers. They're just not because they know that Aaron Rodgers is the entire organization and the only way that you're going to get on the field is if he gets injured. And I know that everybody's going to say 39 years old and injury. Guys, he played seven of the last eight years. He played every single game. Seven out of eight years. That to me is somebody who's pretty durable. Even at 39 years old. This was a fluke. Nobody could have saw this thing coming. So the point being made, it's like, is somebody going to willingly go sign up and be the backup to Patrick Mahomes? No, you're never going to play. Right? You're never going to play. You're going to go to a place, whether it's like Washington, whether it's Tennessee, whether it's, 
you know, Chicago, even places like that, where you think that you might have a chance to get on the football field, where you have some uncertainty at the quarterback position, Vegas, right? Places like that, not to a place where you have a future Hall of Famer who's holding down the fort. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. And look, by the way, you can't do anything about it now. This is what you got. This is what you got. And I'm not saying that Zach Wilson's been great by any chance. I'm not saying that he's been abysmal. It's been okay. But I think the biggest problem and wherein lies why they're four and five right now is because he didn't have enough other people around him step up. Is he a quarterback who probably needs, like, several things, if not everything, to be tailored just right for him to be somebody to take an offense to a next level? Yeah, he might be one of those guys. And unfortunately, you have too many that haven't necessarily done their job. And that's why you're 4-5, and five, among other reasons. Right? It's a team game. Defense can only do so much. Special teams can only do so much. Think about, think about how good the special teams have been. What if the special teams took like a step or two back? You're probably not even four and five. It's won you a couple of games already this year. They've had a hand in it. So Cole's a Cy Young winner. Now he can check that box on his resume. Next thing, of course, would be a World Series. But now he's no longer on that list of like best pitchers to never win a Cy Young award. Came close a couple of years ago. Remember his old Houston teammate Verlander? It was kind of like splitting hairs. So now he gets that Cy Young Award. And if you're the Yankees and Brian Cashman, if he's not out on the street corner, you know, foul-mouthing somebody right now, well, hopefully he's trying to get some more pitching help to that rotation to help Garrett Cole and company. All right, that's pretty much going to do it for us here tonight. Again, tomorrow, full three-hour show. Looking forward to it, by the way. We're going to have some fun tomorrow. It'll be like a football Friday show on a Thursday because we don't have a show on Friday because the Knicks are playing. So a lot of football tomorrow. We'll get some other things going there as well. But coming up next, game two of the five-game road trip for these Knickerbockers. Going to have to do it without R.J. Barrett again as they're in Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Grass is saying so long on 98.7 ESPN.